The Start. On Demand. On Demand. Say, I haven't listened to this much of The Cure in many years. I've now heard this song <laughs> a few times in the last few weeks. Is that nice? I want to say Friday, I'm in love. Is that right? I'm in love with Friday this week, too. With a holiday, quote-unquote Monday, that wasn't for us. Uh, Friday did not come uh, quickly enough. And uh, in case you didn't know, and I apologize, because I didn't realize that this was coming up until yesterday and to... Until somebody brought it up in our in our meeting to get ready for today's show, that it is in fact Friday the thirteenth. Oh, Wait, did you plan that? What's going on? Well done, Jerry. Did you guys? Are you in cahoots? Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. That was well done. Uh, yeah, well, good for you for even mentioning it. Yesterday, you were vehemently opposed to even. Pointing out that it's Friday the 13th. Yeah, my mother-in-law has this philosophy that if you talk about stuff, they become self-fulfilling prophecies. So just like, I just like when, with certain things, just like leave it alone. Don't talk about it. I'm a sports guy, right? So there's, are a ton of superstitions in sport. Like you don't say shut out when your team's up to nothing with 10 minutes left. Oh, Connor Hillebuck's going to get a shutout. Shut up. You don't say that. You know, there's lots of things like that in sport. And uh, so, yeah, and a lot of it just has to do with not mentioning it. And you just leave it alone. Don't bring it up because inevitably you will be responsible for turning the tide, even though you're 650 miles away from the game that's going on and you're watching on TV when you say shut out and the other team, the Minnesota Wild scores on Connor Hellebuck. It was your fault. He said it. He said it. <laughs> that is true. I will admit, I'm not really superstitious, but I will admit that the odd time I tune into some whatever sporting event, and it, often I'll turn it on, and the team I'm cheering for will be leading. And then while I've got the game on, they'll fall behind. So then I turn it off, and then when I turn it back, they've gotten the lead again. And you you can't help but wonder, is this my fault? I can remember watching a Jets playoff game. They were playing Vancouver, and it was one of those late nights like it was last night. The game didn't start till 9, but I was in the restaurant business. Didn't matter. Had a night off. I was a night owl anyway. And I was in the kitchen, and the Jets scored to make it. I think it was 4-3 or, or something. And I'm like, so, guys, do I, like, do I have to stay in the kitchen? Like, do I have to stay in here for the rest of the... And they did. They made me stay in the kitchen for the rest of the period. The Jets ended up tying that game, sending it to overtime to force... I think it was to force a game six. I think Solani scored in overtime. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But my friends, they did. They forced me to stand in the kitchen. It was like about 17 minutes uh, of, of actual time and about nine minutes of game time because I was in the kitchen and they made me stay in the kitchen. It's funny how people can be like that because... A lot of people who are superstitious probably don't believe in ghosts or probably don't believe aliens could exist or probably don't believe in any other sort of thing, but somehow they believe that you could have an effect on the team who is playing in another country because of the way, you know, you're wearing your socks. That's right. It's the foo. It's your foo. <laughs> So we'll talk about that throughout the morning. Hey, 780-6868. I know it's early to be text messaging, but we love to hear from you. What's your favorite superstition? What's one that does not get away from you? You must practice or, or, uh, or you will 
you know, inevitably come under fire from your friends or your family or yourself. Maybe you'll beat yourself up over it. Hey, did you see this? A couple in Ontario uh, won $6.1 million in the lotto, $649. Uh, Problem was uh, the, the dude knew, but she didn't. Okay. <laughs> Here's the story. A $6.1 million lottery prize is in limbo after a court injunction prevented an Ontario man from cashing in a lotto 649 ticket that his former live-in girlfriend claims is half hers. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh is right. Maurice Thibault showed up at OLG's Toronto Prize Centre recently with one of the two winning tickets in the September 20th jackpot worth 12 $2 million. But before the Chatham resident could collect the money, Denise Robertson obtained an emergency court injunction and alerted OLG not to hand over the disputed millions. This comes from the Toronto Star. I saw it yesterday. So uh, this is going to be interesting. Sources close to Robertson say she had asked Thibault days earlier if the ticket had won, and he responded it hadn't. Well, is it, I mean, I haven't read this full story yet, but is it possible he had not checked the ticket? Or is this, he, did he say definitively it had not? It won? had not. Okay, all it right. It had not. Well, according to her, right? Yeah. Friends say she thought nothing of it until he moved out of her house five days oh. after the draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, we were on a break. <laughs> oh, God. What a jerk. <laughs> Over the two years and one month of living together in her house, along with her teenage daughter from a previous marriage, the couple frequently played the lottery, alternating each week who would buy the tickets, said a source close to the longtime federal public servant. Tebow's associates dispute that there was any such arrangement, pointing out he purchased the ticket at a Chatham convenience store using a debit card linked to his personal account. Now, the interesting part of this, Brett, is that the OLG, the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Commission, or is that what it is? Close, close enough. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that close about enough, it, yeah. Jerry. They, um, before they hand out these tickets, and if they're dispute disputed, they will go back and they'll look at tapes of the various locations that this woman will say where she bought the tickets. Yeah, and if they can establish a pattern, uh, th- this this could be tied up in court for quite a while. Yeah, because sources said the surveillance footage of him buying the winning ticket has been erased. But there is a bank receipt of the transaction. So, well, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I, um, the fact that he moved out five days after the draw does not help his cause. No, not looking good, man. <laughs> I, I, we shouldn't, I feel bad for laughing at this, you know, because it's kind of a crappy, not kind of, it is a crappy situation, but it's, it's still funny. <laughs> is this guy going to have any friends afterwards? Like, how can you trust a guy? After that, if it turns out this is what he pulled, right? Like, just write the check. Really? You won $6.1 million. Write her a check or go down there, collect collect it together, shake hands and move on with your life. Talk about a win-win situation. I'm done with you. Uh, Yeah, I'm done with you too. Three and a half mil each. Yeah, sounds good. See you later, chump. (laughs) Hello? The Start On Demand is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.